Hear the commandments of God to his people. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of bondage. You shall have no other gods but me. Amen. You shall not make for yourself any idol. shall not invoke with malice the name of the Lord your God. Amen. Remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. Amen. Honor your father and your mother. Amen. You shall not commit murder. Amen. You shall not commit adultery. Amen. You shall not steal. Amen. You shall not be a false witness. Amen. You shall not covet anything that belongs to your neighbor. Amen. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us confess our sins against God and our neighbor. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our we are truly sorry and we are repentant. For the sake of our Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us, that we may do life in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on you and forgive you all your sins through our Lord Jesus Christ. Strengthen you in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep you in eternal life.
Genesis. The word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield. Your reward shall be very great. But Abram said, O Lord God, what will you give me? For I continue childless, and the heir of my house is Ebenezer of Damascus. And Abram said, You have given me no offspring, and so a slave born in my house is to be my heir. But the word of the Lord came to him, This man shall not be your heir, but no one but you, but your very own issue, shall be your heir. He brought him outside and said, Look toward heaven and count the stars, if you are able to count them. Then he said to him, So shall your descendants be. And he believed the Lord, and the Lord reckoned it to him as righteousness. Then he said to him, I am the Lord who brought you from the war of the Chaldeans to give you this land to possess. But he said, O Lord God, how am I to know that I shall possess it? He said to him, Bring me a heifer three years old, a female goat three, three years old, a ram three years old, a turtle dove, and a young pigeon. He brought him all these, and cut them in two, laying each half over against the other. But he did not cut the birds in two. And when the birds of prey came down on the carcasses, Abram drove them away. As the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell upon Abram, and a deep and terrifying darkness descended upon him. When the sun had gone down and it was dark, a smoking fire pot and a flaming torch passed between those pieces. On that day the Lord made a covenant, a covenant with Abram, saying, To your descendants I give this land, from the river of Egypt to the great river, the river Euphrates,
brothers and sisters, join and imitate me, and observe those who live according to the examples you have in us. For many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. I have often told you of them, and now I tell you even with tears. Their end is destructive. Their end is destruction. Their God is the belly, and their glory is in their shame. Their minds are set on earthly things. But our citizenship is in heaven, and it is from there that we are expect, expecting a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. He will transform the body of our humiliation, that it may be conformed to the body of his glory by the power that also enables him to make all things subject to himself. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, whom I love and long for, my joy and crown, stand firm in the Lord in this way, my beloved. The word of the Lord.
Yet today, tomorrow, and the next day, I must be on my way, because it is impossible for a prophet to be killed outside of Jerusalem. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to it. How often have I desired to gather your children together, as a hen gathers her brood under her wings, and you were not willing. See, your house is left to you, and I tell you, you will not see me until the time comes when you say, Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. The Gospel of the Lord. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable, O Lord, our rock and redeemer. Amen. You may recall the story of our forefather, Abraham, called by God in his old age to go with his wife, Sarah, to leave their home in Haran, leave everything behind, and go to a land that I will show you. God promised Abraham that they would have many children and be exceedingly blessed. And in a wild act of faith, they did. They left home and family and traveled far, far away. They set out in hope that God's promise was true, that barrenness would be replaced with blessing. In today's Genesis reading, we find Abram years later. Although Abram and Sarah had followed God's call, the promise of children, of an heir, has not been fulfilled. Barrenness persists. And Abram, the original man of faith, is wondering about the whole project. And who can blame him? He and Sarah were old at the time of their original call from God. Now, years later, that much older, the idea of Sarah having even one child, much less be responsible for as many as the stars in the sky, is laughable. All the evidence, everything they see, suggests that God's promise was sheer folly. Everything he and Sarah had staked their lives on had not happened. So when we find him today, Abraham is fearful about the future. These are real questions. How can God's promises be true? Is God trustworthy in the face of what we see all around us every day? Yet another shooting rampage this week. Faithful worshipers killed as they gathered for prayer. The rhetoric of fear and hatred is a constant refrain, not only from extremists on the internet, but from some of our leaders. Words. 
words that fuel hatred, division, and violence. Where is hope for God's family? All God's children. Is there a future with blessing? Or do we face a barren landscape of more greed and destruction of one another and of our earth? Are there barren places in our lives, things we pray for, wanting to trust God's promise, but all too aware that our particular emptiness persists? How do we keep the faith, continue to hope in the face of what may appear to be God's absence? <clears throat> Old Testament scholar Walter Brueggemann says that Abraham is truly the father of faith. And let us not forget that he is the father of three faith traditions, making us brothers and sisters with our Jewish and Muslim relatives. Brueggemann says, Abraham is the father of faith because he stands before God and challenges the promise. His faith is not a peaceful, pious acceptance, but rather a hard-fought and deeply argued conviction. Abraham has concluded that God's promise to him and Sarah for a child was a false alarm. In his experience, barrenness persists, and now he, like many of us, is fearful for his future. But God's opening line in today's reading is, Fear not, fear not. God knows that Abraham is afraid, is losing hope, is questioning his entire commitment, his journey, and his life. Do not be afraid, Abram, I am your shield. And your reward will be very great. God offers this assurance. I am with you, protecting you. You can trust me. And your reward shall be great. My promise is good. But Abram protests, but I have no heir. You promised, and it looks like I will have to use the son of a slave to inherit the land. God responds again, reiterating the promise. Your heir will be your own child. And then there's the best part of the story. And then God takes Abraham outside and says, Look up. Count the stars if you can. That is what the promise looks like. So many will your descendants be. What a remarkable thing. I imagine it like this. God, Abram, two old guys, standing outside quietly for a long time, with their heads back, gazing up at the heavens filled with uncountable stars. God probably has a small, satisfied smile, just admiring his creation, those beautiful stars hung in the heavens. Abram, old 
hard, but standing up straight, so near to God. The promise, the promise no more objectively believable than before. But somehow in that moment, Abram's faith in the promise is restored and renewed. What happened? What's different? How does Abram go from doubt, fear, and hopelessness to a renewed faith in God's promise? Here's Brigham again. Abram and Sarah are called to live their lives against barrenness. The reward calls them to live as creatures of hope in a situation of hopelessness. Their trusting doesn't cause the reward. God's reward is pure gift to those who are willing to live in hope, to risk for the promise. So what does this mean for us? Brueggemann reminds us that although this passage looks like a back and forth <laughs> discourse between God and Abraham, we must not hear it as a human, logical argument. He says it's not an argument, it's a revelation. God's words, the stars, these are a vision, a disclosure of God's very self. God who gives the promise is the one who makes it believable. Abram doesn't now suddenly have a different vision of Sarah or of himself as somehow young again, but rather he knows that he must rely on God. God's reality, where a stance of hope of trust in the unbelievable is the reality of faith. Abraham has abandoned a reading of reality which is measured by what he can see and touch and manage. His new orientation is not a Pollyanna passive, oh, everything will work out all right. By grace, he now knows and he now sees that there is a future to be given which is new, not derived from present circumstances of barrenness and emptiness and loneliness. He sees that God will cause a break, a break between the exhausted present and the buoyant future. Break between the exhausted present and a new future. To have faith is to stand in this hope, this vision of God's revelation. So faith is not an intellectual exercise, but rather an invitation to stand gazing at the stars next to God, awed in wonder at the enormity of a creation which we participate in but did not make, open to the possibility
is God while ever aware that God is standing right next to us. Our shield, the promise maker, the promise keeper. We learned this morning that God will break in and change the exhausted present into something new. We know that God has broken in and is transforming the present and the future. We know this God revealed to Abraham. We know this God revealed to us in Jesus. We know this God revealed to us each week in the bread and the wine. As we continue our journey through this season of Lent, many of us are challenged by darkness and loneliness, grief, illness, loss, and real fear for our world. May we, like Abraham, hear God's word. Do not be afraid. May we receive by grace faith in God's promise of a new future of life and blessing. May we risk our lives, our hearts, the disdain and disbelief of our world to follow this promise, to embody the promise in our daily lives by loving others, to act on the promise by working for justice and mercy, truly loving our neighbors as ourselves. May we rely on God's faithfulness to us, God's essence, to strengthen us so we are witnesses like Abram and Sarah, witnesses against barrenness and emptiness and fear. May we, by God's grace, believe, have hope, and be sustained by the promise of everlasting life in communion with the one who loves us to the end.
your prayers for the poor, the sick, the hungry, the oppressed, and those in prison. We pray for those on our parish prayers, Ruth, Colby, Brian, Stern's family, Alice, Deborah, Betsy, George, Mia, John, Claire, John, Wynn and Jenny, Birch, Matthew, Steve, Orly, Will, Don, Barbara, Jack, Edie, Kirsty, Ellie, Edith, and Huey. Pray for those in any need or trouble. Praise God for those in every generation in whom Christ has been honored. Pray that we may have grace to glorify Christ in our own day. 
Almighty and eternal God, ruler of all things in heaven and earth, mercifully accept the prayers of your people and strengthen us to do your will through Jesus Christ our Lord. Peace of the Lord be always with you.
won't be in this uniform, but I have a shirt on. Or you can talk to Ann Lynch in the office, but you have to register by tomorrow.
with you. Also with you. Lift up your hearts. <laughs> Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and joyful thing, always and everywhere, to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth, through Jesus Christ our Lord who was tempted in every way, as we are, yet did not sin. By his grace we are able to triumph over every evil, and to live no longer for ourselves alone, but for him who died for us and rose again. Therefore we praise you, joining our voices with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, who forever sing this hymn to proclaim the glory of your name. Constancy and peace. 
And at the last day, bring us with all your saints into the joy of your eternal kingdom. All this we ask through your Son, Jesus Christ, by him and with him and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit. All honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. Now, as our Savior Christ has taught us, we are bold to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever.
eternal God, Heavenly Father, you have graciously accepted us as living members of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, and you have fed us with spiritual food in the sacrament of his body and blood. Send us now to the world in peace, and grant us strength and courage to love and serve you with gladness and singleness of heart, through Christ our Lord. In the name of this congregation, I send you forth bearing these holy gifts, that those to whom you go may share with us in the communion of Christ's body and blood. We are many of one body, because we all share one bread and one cup. Bow down before the Lord. Grant, Almighty God, that your people may recognize their weakness and put their whole trust in your strength, so that they may rejoice forever in the protection of your loving providence, through Christ our Lord. <laughs>